Hey, I'm Mike. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of your favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. everybody welcome to the final episode episode 10 of our breakdown of big trouble in little china uh i'm mike and i'm here with kevin what's up and we're gonna talk about uh jack and wang's fight with thunder all the way up to the end credits all Let right. me just say, Mike, thank God for your home brews because <laughs> these beers are making this, uh, you know, much more palatable. Well, uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And if anybody <laughs> wants to talk about some home brews, we can chat. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's do this. Okay, so Jack and Wang Wang has just now entered the room. The uh, Lopan's office and Jack and Wang are about to fight Thunder. I think that um, Lopan is he's trying to um, finish off the ceremony with uh, Miao Yin. Right. And is this like the moment that he's going to murder her? Uh, I'm not sure if it's the moment. No, they discuss it. Like I think Thunder Thunder brings up the fact that if we kill uh, Miao Yin, then we can appease the god that put you into. I this. think this is the. Uh, I mean, I think it's. I, I think he could kill her any time and it'd be he over. Could, yeah, like they're, they he doesn't want to. It's like now he's like talking some "I'm in love with you" and he's yeah, like yeah. doesn't really quite want to do it. Is there a certain way you think they have to kill her? It not it's not mentioned. I think just to kill her. I, it's okay. not mentioned. Like I don't know if there's like there's probably like a a sword of love or something <laughs> like that True. Yeah. that's involved with this. The burning blade yeah, or whatever. The, something, but they don't. Like I said, they don't have her up on the sacrificial alter You're at right. this point is it possible that they were going to kill her soon afterwards yeah obviously but um the, i think the more important thing is that lopan is now flesh and blood yeah so he can be killed yes so thunder um is uh thunder's is probably about his, his business and he realizes you're vulnerable right now like let's hurry up and do this thing but i, I don't that doesn't matter because he's vulnerable at that point anyway it's almost like why would he uh, want to become flesh and i blood? feel like when he kills her then he gets all of his super i don't know whatever pretty yeah but powers back that would allow him to like rule the world or something but you still think he could be killed at any moment but it's almost as if what's the point of becoming flesh and blood because it's not like he's i i don't know exactly what the curse says but it doesn't Uh seem like he's trapped like he doesn't it's not like he can't leave that building he wants those earthly pleasures he wants the earthly pleasures but he could he takes on three forms. Like he takes on the old Lopan, he takes on the ghostly old pan. And then he's so briefly at the beginning of the movie where he takes on like this kind of middle aged man. Right. <laughs> I still think that was just a chance for Hong to appear out of makeup, like just to get him. I don't think that was meant to be Lopan, but he does oh, have no, like a, was... he has a look in his eye though that no, that was totally supposed to be Lopan. So he's just like, like that's like undercover Lopan. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's like under yeah. Like why would they even focus in on him if they weren't trying to say? I that feel like how Lopan. they had Kevin Peter Hall be like got to be seen out of makeup at the end of Predator is just a chance because he's going to be in makeup the but whole like movie. James Hong is in like this giant outfit that you can't even see his face. Yeah, like you're you're true. Like, that's right. It's, <laughs> I, it's like he James Hong looks like David Lopan. So yeah. So I, I I think that they showed him as like this third. Uh, vision version of um, okay. of Lopan. 
So Lopan and Thunder get interrupted by Jack and Wang, right? Right on. And you can yeah. tell that there's about to be like this. Something's about to go down, right? It's almost. It is like you feel that Western vibe. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like this is a showdown. Well, it would have been cool if like some. Tumble, cactus, like, tumbleweed, tumbleweed came, came through. Came yeah. Through. Like, what would have been, like, I don't know I don't what know. their version of uh, It would have been, like, some fortune cookies. Yeah, it would have been bad. <laughs> it would have been bad. It would have like been bad. Like a dragon or something like that. King it would have been bad. But, uh... Lopan has like a really funny line where he's like, is it enough to ask for you just to kill this guy? Like, can somebody just kill these these dudes, please? It is like, like good help is hard to find. Yeah. yeah. I got, uh, he's like bothered by, it's like they're like cockroaches or something like that. Can you just like stomp them out? Uh, Jack and Wang are like, all right, we got to go do this, right? You know, they're yeah. just all geared up to go fight Thunder and... I don't. I feel like Wayne kind of takes over the fight, right? Thunder yeah, is- Wayne's got it under control himself, I think. Because yeah, because Jack's got. He's just like, all right, well, I'm going to focus in on Lopan. Well, they both start fighting Thunder because they know that to, to get to Lopan, they need to go through Thunder. Uh-huh. So they they both start fighting Thunder, but somehow the fight breaks off and. Wang and Thunder start fighting separately, and so now Jack sees this as his opportunity to kill Lopan. Yeah. So if he, Lopan was, if if Thunder was really serious about his bodyguard role, I feel like he would not have left the room that Lopan was in. Like he's chasing Wang all over the place. Let's keep in mind that it is Lopan. Like Lopan, Lopan does, should be able to take. He Jack. should be able to take care of himself. Yeah, right? that's true. <clears throat> I mean, Lopan is actually more powerful than Thunder, Rain, or Lightning. Yeah. So I feel like he's vulnerable right now until he kills um, Miao Yin. But but still. So yeah, I, I, I want to get back to that vulnerable thing. Like I don't, I just don't understand the point of becoming flesh and blood. Like. What is it that he, what does he achieve by becoming flesh and blood? Uh, they said something, right? Because right? now he's going to be, once he kills Miao Yin, he's going to be like able to rule the universe from beyond the grave or whatever it means. Maybe it means you're flesh and blood, but it, when you die, you're going to become like some sort of all-powerful god. I don't know. Yeah, there's not like this. I don't know. It's not. Build up of like his powers. Like you don't see him like kind of going super scion. I mean, we've ragged on this screenwriting before as being like feeling sloppy. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's just another thing where if if people who have seen the movie a bunch of times still don't quite understand what the stakes are, Mm -hmm. then that's a sign that that the script could have used a little more work. But isn't that a testament of how great the acting was in this movie? Yeah. Because, like, the screenwriting was a little sloppy, like, it missed a lot of things. I don't know that I credit the... I don't know that I credit the acting (laughs) as much as, like, the sense of fun. Yeah. You know? So I I don't want to necessarily put it on the script because we don't know... Because we haven't read the script... And I don't know if there was stuff that was filmed that was mm-hmm. because it's always stuff that's always left. That's on true. The, on I'm the, gonna try to find. I'll try to find for the blog. I'll try to find a working script yeah. or like early drafts. Interesting to see yeah. if there was stuff that was kind of left on the editing floor. It's that, gonna be like The Godfather when we find it. It's gonna be like crazy long epic. Yeah, yeah. But that, that, but um, yeah, there were just some things that were left out that would have made more sense. Where they would they would have made stuff more powerful at the end. But again, this is a comedy. I don't know if he was going, I don't know if John Carpenter was going for like the serious tone. That's true. Like, it's, it, it was set out to be a comedy pretty much from the get go. Yeah. Like, like once he you, got his hands on it. Yeah. If you, or if you're setting up like these, uh, well, we know payoffs. actually it started off as, I guess like a Indiana Jones feeling movie set in the old West. Mm-hmm. But I feel like once they brought in Buckaroo Banzai writer to do a rewrite on it, they knew that they were getting into more like an offbeat yeah. comedy, goofy mm-hmm. yeah, theme. True. Yeah. So this is a really kind of cool moment in the 
the film, Jack takes out his knife out of his boot. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not quite sure what he says, if he even says anything. I don't know if he says anything. I yeah. think he just sort of winds up, like lines yeah. his lines it up yeah and he totally whiffs on the throw like he like i don't even think i don't even think lopan and miao yin have to like move that yeah much. i think they just like, like watch it fly like, by yeah, watch it go by go by and it hits like this gong it hits the gong back. was that that was for comedic effect right oh, this the gong is like bomb yeah absolutely <laughs> it's like gong show or and, something and then uh it's a it's a really kind of cool scene where uh lopan and miao yin both look at at Jack, like I understand <laughs> Lo Pan looking, but Meow Yin even has like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> like, how did you miss that badly? She's probably like, this is the kind of guy that my fiance yeah. Wang is running with. This is the dude that's gonna save me from this <laughs> this situation. Uh-huh. So um, Lo Pan, who's who's already kind of done with uh, Meow Yin at this point anyway. He's like, yeah, because he's at this I point think, he's not trying to be in love with her. He just yeah, needs yeah, to yeah. murder her. He's already flesh and blood. So he's like, well, let me just get rid of her and then let me uh-huh. take care of Jack and then I'll get back to whatever I have to do with Meow Yin. Uh, so he tosses Meow Yin to the side. He picks up Jack's knife and he's like, huh, nice, nice knife, right? <laughs> that always struck it. me as being a little strange. I, I mean, I think it's funny because Hong James Hong makes it funny, mm-hmm. but it just. It's just a, a little bit of a weird moment. But he does it because that is how secure in his powers that Lopan yeah. is. And he can say this throwaway line and be like, oh, that's a nice knife that I'm about to kill you with. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so right. he picks up the knife. He's like, oh, that's a nice knife. And he tosses it at uh, Jack. Uh-huh. Jack immediately catches it and throws it right back and hits Lopan square in the in the forehead. Killing, yeah, like right between the eyes. Right between the eyes. <laughs> killing Lopan. So Lopan is now dead. This we were talking about this before, like if this was something that Jack was able to do because of the medicine, or is this like something that they established in the opening of the movie where he catches that beer bottle that Wang shot at him? Because I think after both times he says something like credits like it's all in the reflexes. So like something. if I were to take that medicine right now, the beer that you're drinking would be even better. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what it is. Like it accelerates oh. your abilities okay so yeah he, so he, he already had some skills he already has those reflexes okay he just heightens those reflexes okay it's like he's on pcp <laughs> <laughs> cool but it's now called medicine and it's for good and it's not for bad it's fda approved yes and nancy reagan would not have a problem with it. she would not tell you to get off of this because it's only for good uh but uh yeah so everybody's like amazed that jack just killed Lopan. even jack is amazed yeah but then he tries to play it cool but before that happens like there's like all these buddhas in the room that start falling down right again, when he dies it's like an earthquake yeah like when i, I don't know if it's because he it, it doesn't feel like it's they fall down because he lands and the earth shakes it feels like he lands and he's dead and when he dies he it he loses, right. He loses all his connection to the building. Like now, I'm actually surprised that just the Buddhas fell. Like I'm surprised that the whole building didn't start to crumble. True. On itself, they could have gone that route because he had all that power over this building that he's had for like thousands of years. Well, I don't know. That would have cost building. a lot of money, though. Yeah, yeah. Like so, the whole structure it's kind, didn't. It's kind of like when a down. when a um, like when the emperor dies or whatever in Star Wars. Like there's sort of a big disturbance in the energy mm-hmm. that's what i feel like so it wasn't like a legit earthquake or he yeah. shook the room when he fell down it was more like a release of energy yeah, uh, yeah. which is interesting because every time i think of buddha i think of buddha as being good now so i don't have any knowledge of buddhism 
so we went to Thailand for our anniversary. Uh, sorry, we went to Thailand for our not, honeymoon. Not me and Mike. No, <laughs> On my when I got married to <laughs> my wife Maya, <laughs> we went to Thailand for our honeymoon, and so um, that country is I don't know like ninety five percent Buddhist. Uh huh. And there there were temples everywhere. That's like one of their biggest attractions, right? So yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't say that I am now a Buddhist myself, but I got a little knowledge. And but the, the thing I got about it, the thing I got out of the most was that they're very peaceful. It's yeah. a very peaceful religion. Right. Like they don't even you can't even drink in that religion. It's almost like Islam, you know? Yeah. But uh because they, they are like, well if you drink then it's gonna it could cause problems later on. But I, I, getting back to the thing, it's a very peaceful like calm religion okay so for it to be related to lopan who seems like a very violent and like power hungry type person mm -hmm. i find that interesting i don't know i i wonder if somebody said something to carpenter about that like yeah. you're using this character you're using this uh representation of buddha in the wrong way and like there's plenty of examples in the world of people twisting religions into doing evil things. Oh yeah. But I've never, I've never heard of like a evil Buddhist. Yeah. Like if, you know, I mean, there's got to be, but people like, you don't hear of like Buddhist terrorists, True. you know, or anything I, like that. I think you can make fun of your own religion too. Like I, it'd be easy for us to do a take on Christianity, mm -hmm. but I couldn't do a take on like Islam or I couldn't do a take yeah. on Buddhist because that's not my religion. Right. And so that would come off as being offensive. offensive right. If I, if we did that and, but it doesn't, it doesn't come off as offensive in this movie because I think, like I said, Carpenter did his research and he had several people even on set every time he was filming that were there to make sure that he was not harming like the Chinese culture or offending anybody. I was trying to do a little bit of research, like to try to figure out, because down when they were fighting down in like the Great Hall, there was like a six armed, uh, like statue. Oh yeah. And I was trying to like figure out if that was had some significance. And I was like looking, and there are like Buddhism. I guess does have like a lot of gods mm -hmm. or whatever, and there's like God of Vengeance and mm -hmm. things. So I mean, I guess there is some violence or whatever mm -hmm. or like a, fr a framework around like gods who maybe are gods over things that are more evil yeah or something like no, that yeah, they but definitely have that yeah all right so now lopan is dead right yep and it's really kind of cool because you can in the background see wang and thunder fighting uh -huh. like wang is doing all these backflips <laughs> across the scene across the set and like you just see all this like trash being furniture thrown, like sofas and chairs and stuff are being thrown at him because like <laughs> Thunder is just like wrecking shop, right? I thought it was like a Kung Fu Benny Hill almost <laughs> like where they chase them around and stuff. Cause it was just like he chases them across and then he's chasing yeah. them the other way. Mm -hmm. And it's like comedy, but also like acrobatic flips yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It was now I don't understand why. So during this whole fight, Wayne kind of stops in the middle of the scene and breaks like this, <laughs> this, he did. Know, like, he like was frustrated. Pug? It was like a statue. I think it was a dragon. It was a dragon or a pug. I know pugs are really big in, yeah. in that in that culture, but it was weird that he just stopped in the middle of this <laughs> to break that. Like, I think he, it was frustration. Was he like, I never liked that statue anyway? I so think he was just... so pissed off at like how this was all going for the same reason that he's like throwing furniture around. Like, it's like why can't I catch this guy? That's not helping you beat up. It probably is like these guys are used to just being able to 
you know, beat up whoever they want to beat up. And this guy weighing with the medicine is frustrating them. Well, you know what it reminds me of? Like Bugs Bunny and the Tasmanian Devil. Yeah. Like, you know how like Bugs will be running away from the Tasmanian <laughs> Devil? And the Devil's just like going through stuff and s- destroying everything in his path. That's kind of what this was like, you know. <laughs> so uh, Wang kind of circles back into uh, Lopan's office and he's followed by Thunder. Yeah. And this is where Thunder sees his his boss, his master mm-hmm. is now dead and Thunder loses it. Like See, he loses it. I think my guy Thunder might've been in love with Lopan. Like I, he got a look on his face, like his heart broke. He did. I, I, I felt that same. Like it was over the, it was a little over the top. Like, I, I mean, it think- was actually like pretty good acting wise. Mm-hmm. Like you actually, this guy was devastated and mm-hmm. you could see that on his face. I don't get the sense that rain or lightning would have reacted the same way. Yeah. And Thunder did like, Either Thunder was there from the very beginning, and then they recruited Rain and Lightning. Uh-huh. But yeah, there was definitely like more intensity into Thunder's devastation over Lopan's death than I think that the other two would have had. Yeah. So Thunder, seeing his master is dead, is like he, for <laughs> I, I don't know. He blows himself up. He starts swelling up. Yeah. Like we saw, they hinted at that earlier, right? When he was able to sort of, he did a big deep breath yeah. and broke free. You know, like you know, when Jack had bear yeah. hugged him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this time he's like straight nasty. Actually. Yeah. Was it on purpose or was he just, so I think he lost control of his, whatever his power is. So he was so <clears throat> emotionally distraught that he couldn't stop himself from doing what he was doing. It could have been like a, like our guy predator where he goes into like self-destruct sequence. Like, I'm going to blow up and kill everyone around me. He sees me. the end, and he's like, I'm just going to, yeah. And, like, if the guys are around me, I'll take them all out. I don't know, but dude was, it was gross. He, like, looked like a garbage pail kid. Yeah, he did. <laughs> if you remember. He did. He just did. nasty, like, swelling up and veins and, bl- like, boils. Yeah. But, uh, again, like, when you think of this movie, isn't that one of the more, like, when you see Thunder yeah. and the steam coming out of his nose, and he's all, like, bloated and everything like that? That's, like, that... That scene, the uh, scene where Jack yells at the camera, those uh-huh. are the things that really stick out in my mind. Yeah. Like those like two seconds on camera. You don't forget that. The, the, I'm like, that is a cool scene. And it's like, that's the John Carpenter magic, I feel like. Like he loves that creature effects and and gore makeup and stuff like that. And um, we mentioned, I think, on a previous episode about the guy who was in charge of those effects, like practical effects, just loved this movie because it had so many different creature designs and, oh, yeah. and effects to work on and things kept like that. busy. Yeah. So, I mean, as you say, it was an iconic, memorable moment from the movie. But yeah, like he's busting out of his clothes and like <laughs> they went all out on the his feet, feet like had each foot had its mm-hmm. all the toes and everything like they yeah. put a lot into this and the heads he, swelling he, up where he grabs the knife out of his out of his like waistband his hand swells up yeah like, yeah it's it's a really great scene so jack and the group run out of the out of the room because now thunder has blown up yeah he doesn't he doesn't, you know, do you remember Monty Python, uh, what's that movie, uh, Search for the Meaning of Life? No. So in that movie, there's a, a really big fat guy that uh, goes into this restaurant and like, it just eats like everything. I kind of do remember this now. Like he eats all, like it's funny because like he walks into the restaurant and the fish like run away. So this guy, he like, eats all this food, right? And he's spitting up all over himself and uh, the waiter's like, don't you want this like this wafer thin mint you know yeah he's like ah, oh, i can't i'm just stuffed i can't eat anymore right oh it's just wafer thin and he 
he eats <laughs> it and he explodes. That reminded me of Thunder <laughs> exploding in this movie because it's not like an explosion that necessarily damages the building or anything like that. Uh-huh. Like you don't see like the walls come crumbling down or anything like that. I feel like it would just he if he had exploded. I don't. I'm not even sure if he would have killed the group. Right in real life, you mean like well, in the movie? <laughs> but I mean, what I'm saying is, if if a person swelled up and exploded, that it would well, hurt a person in I'm real saying, life, or no? I'm saying if thunder, since thunder, it wasn't like a big fiery. Yeah, exactly. And, he didn't yeah. do a lot of damage. I guess is what I'm trying Just to say. Like chunks of his body went. Flying. Yeah. So if it, they ran out of the room as if they were afraid for their life, but I think if they had stayed in the room, they just would have had chunks of thunder like sprayed, like a, like if a beach, you know how beach whales blow up, uh, <laughs> like yeah. the dead beach whales. Uh-huh. It would have been like that. Like it would have been more of an inconvenience <laughs> than it would have led to their death. It's pretty nasty though. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm like I'm. I'm like, I much <laughs> rather have gross than dead. That's yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but, so um. So now they're like in this hallway and they're hear this like lightning behind him. Yeah. So now lightning's coming into the picture. Lightning's the only guy left and he's pissed. Yeah, the last the last demon or god or whatever you will. So now this this whole scene frustrates the shit out of me, Kevin. <laughs> and, and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. Why does lightning take his time killing Trying to kill the group. He was doing a lot of moves, like why? Why? shooting lightning up into the ceiling and all the rafters are falling down. I, I'll never understand that because like they were literally. As opposed even, to you mean just like blasting them? Just bla- like because they weren't even facing him. They were like facing the opposite direction. They were looking at what the damage was that had just right. fallen upon them. And lightning was behind them. <laughs> like if you're the bad guy and you have a gun, wouldn't you have just shot them instead of like waiting for them to turn around? Yeah. So now lightning is doing all like now, now that doesn't take away from how cool it looked. Like he's doing all this like martial arts and lightning is flicking off of him and then mm-hmm. he's flicking lightning up into the ceiling and he catches the the wooden rafters on fire and it yeah. falls it's a i mean it's a really cool shot where it falls down yeah. behind him but he's still like slow walking towards them and which is giving them plenty of time yeah. it was escape. like that horror movie like michael myers type thing where the killer's just walking and letting the people run away. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was. It was. It was like uh, Mike Myers or Jason or whatever, or something yeah. like walking towards them. But that, I mean, it's always that's again one of the issues of like rewatching movies is like you see stuff like that, you're like, why? That makes no sense. <laughs> like, why wouldn't the, the bad guy just? It's like the bad guy. I almost understand the bad guy monologue more than I understand the bad guy slow, slow walk. walking yeah. to kill them. Because the bad, because he literally gives them a chance to escape, and I never got the sense that Lightning needed to like take a breath to recharge his batteries. Because uh-huh. he's always he's like constantly shooting lightning off, right? Yeah. So he, why, like, why did those initial shots that he shot into the wall? Why didn't he just shoot them into the people? Yeah, he is like bouncing all sorts of lightning off the ceiling and the walls. I don't know. It it's doesn't like, mean he's showing off. He, he is. He he really is. He's like, look at how strong I am. Instead don't you want to like, just lay down and die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of just actually killing him. And it was Meow Yin that actually found the hole in the ceiling, hole in the that, ceiling. that allowed him to escape. Now let's say up front, the hole in the ceiling that's at least ten feet high. Like the ceiling's at least ten feet high, maybe twelve. It was like a regular hallway, you know, like uh, it was like vaulted it was up there. It was, but all they had to do is they didn't have to throw the girls. I mean, up there. I get that they could. So I don't doubt that they could spring the girls up mm-hmm. it or even spring Jack, like take Wang and j- help him jump up there. Mm-hmm. It's when Jack just like straight does a vertical leap 
waist high through a 10 foot hole in the ceiling. Well, he didn't like jump from the ground all the way up into the ground on the He didn't land hole. on his feet up he there, like but he got half there. his body through. Well, he, and he grabbed the, so that's more realistic, I think. Like, I think it was the medicine. But we have to remember that they have taken the medicine. The <laughs> but because otherwise, you know, I, my guy, Jack, does not have a leap like that. Yeah, but, no way. But I think we'll, we'll credit that to the medicine. Yeah, it would have made more sense if Wang had made that because we had seen Wang. We've seen those, Wang fly. Do those jumps yeah. earlier, but, um. Yeah, but I think it's all because they all have like the super jacked up medicine in them, and now they can make <laughs> these. These so like if you can like jump, let's say you can jump a foot high, now uh-huh. you can jump three feet high, yeah. which is probably all he needed to grab that ledge and. But he, my thing is, he didn't just grab it. Like when they showed him jump, I mean, half his body went through the hole. Really, that'd be like if you jumped and you were able to sort of get through a basketball hoop up to your waist. I think people can do that now. Some people might, but not Kurt Russell. Well. But with the medicine. Kurt Russell, at, I'll, he was 30-something at that age. He might have been able to do <laughs> Damn, it. Damn, that's depressing. <laughs> he's probably younger than me probably, in that movie. Probably. Anyway, yeah. all right. Well, he's definitely younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so now um, they're all kind of like on this second tier. Yeah. And they're trying to, they're still kind of stuck. They don't know where to go. And, and they, lightning is like shooting bolts up through the hole. Like yeah. he's coming up. Yeah. He's, he's, he's on it. He's still slow walking, but he's coming up <laughs> very slow. So egg is up above them. Now this is the one where I agree with you. There's no way they would have made that. They jump. couldn't have made that jump. Yeah. Cause now they're, that hole is probably a good 15, 20 feet above them. Let's be, Wang, Wang could have made that jump based off the jumps he was doing when he was fighting. I don't even know if Wang could have made that jump to be honest with you. Huh. Cause it was, that was high. Yeah. Like, it was up he, there. And in fact, like if Wang could have made that jump, he would have made that jump. And he would have he would have jumped up there and helped Egg out, but Egg has like this really cool like arrow yeah. like grappling hook like arrow crossbow thing. Yeah, that's like in his sleeve, and he sh- it kind of reminded me of something that Batman would have. It was a cool gadget. Yeah, so he shoots it into the ground, and then it's like a like a lever pulley system. Yeah, and he is able to pull. It's very cool. Yeah, pull. Uh, I wonder if that's like practically conceivably could work like if you had enough uh pulleys and everything like that that you could lift somebody's weight up well my with thing ease. is where's the the mechanism that actually mm. runs yeah the, it did just run in yeah like he all he did was like kind of lift his hand up and huh. it, it triggered like the pulley action but to me it's like if that was real he would have had like a giant machine strapped to his this like the engine that runs yeah. that pulley system. Yeah. But so, so again, I can see him pulling the girls up. I do want to point out just this, actually the, this laziness in the writing didn't bother me that much when, when Wang first or when egg first appeared and they like, egg, how'd you get up there? And he's like, it wasn't easy. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like no answers required, yeah. but that works. Cause it was a good joke. Yeah. And I mean, it's egg. So you're not really surprised. Egg is the kind of person that just like mysteriously can show up places. Yeah. And you you don't really question why you just like, yeah, yeah he, he got there. Yeah. Kind of like Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> I will never, ever compare egg to Urkel. Okay. That was a reach. But, um, so now egg is, uh, helping pull up, uh, all the, the, the group. Uh huh. And Wang is the last one that's left, which, which is, you know, I feel like Wayne could have made that jump if he, if he wanted to. Right. We, as I was saying, I those jumps he was doing against Rain. Yeah. Like I feel like he could have done it. He but you know, yeah, he literally. Flown. Maybe the medicine was starting to wear off. Possibly, yeah. But um, so now lightning's kind of shooting up through the the floor, and you can see that uh, lightning is 
It's like raising up, raising through, the hole. up through the hole. He, I, I don't understand the slow walk, but as lightning comes up through the hole, egg drops like this Buddha yeah. uh, statue. Big stone thing. Yeah, statue on top of uh, <laughs> of lightning. And he you, got owned. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of <laughs> cool because you see like this really short shot of lightning's eyes like all this lightning is going across his uh-huh. face and you can see he's scared um as the buddha statue hits lightning um obviously killing him yeah. there's a really cool shot of all this lightning that kind of like comes up through the hole almost like yeah. a fire and if you notice there's like a small little chinese symbol that comes up out of the lightning. And I found out that that Chinese symbol stands for carpenter. That's after, awesome. After the name of the... I, so I never noticed the, the symbol. Director. How did you find that out? Was that on the commentary or no, other? No, I, I was watching the movie last uh-huh. night and I was just... Again, this, like it's something that I probably have watched that movie uh, 10 times maybe yeah. in the past and never noticed it, but I just happened to like see it. That's and it's awesome. real, real quick. It's like, you, if you blink, you'll miss it. Yes, yeah, a Chinese symbol for Carpenter, which, you know, is the director of the film. That's very cool. Yeah, I thought it was a, a cool kind of nod to, um, the, the, like, like, Easter egg in this film. Uh-huh. So now there, there's, like, this really cool tracking shot where uh, they're following the group through the warehouse. And you can see that the warehouse is, like, on fire. It's like, everybody's kind of in panic mode. Uh-huh. Uh, you can see other people kind of scrambling around the, the warehouse. They make it to like this door, this giant door, and Jack opens the door. And yeah. He's like, oh, there's my truck. Oh, wait a minute, it's my truck. Like he doesn't really realize that it. At first I can't remember. Did they see his truck in the previous scene when they were in there busting all the girls out? I don't or think did they so. Never, to or me, if they do see it, they never make make it mention of it. This kind of, to me, felt like in in the first Star Wars when they're on the Death Star and it's like, oh, there's the there's the Millennium Falcon. Like, there's a way we can get out of here. It's no. very convenient, but, you know, also, you don't question those things in the moment. It is convenient, but I feel like they just kind of lucked out. Like, they yeah. just luckily ran across this truck. I mean, he, we knew, I feel like we felt like we knew his truck was there somewhere. Yeah, you so, had to know it was hidden. You know. And you hadn't seen his truck since the very beginning of the movie. Like, yeah. it got taken, like, literally in, like, the second scene of the movie. And um, and that fight in the in the alleyway, that's when his truck went missing. Uh-huh. So you haven't seen it this whole time, which is weird because I almost felt like that truck was a character in the film. Like they yeah. make such a, they it has a, a name. Yeah, so it's got a name, yeah. and like it makes such a big deal out of him being a truck driver, and he drives it everywhere. Mm-hmm. So for his truck to have been missing this whole time is a little weird. But yeah, you know, so he finds his truck, and I don't get the the sense when they're running through the warehouse that they were being chased by the security guards. But when they get into the room where his truck is jack kind of holds that door closed because yeah. he wants everybody to be able to make it into the truck and then as soon as he releases the door the security cards the security guards bust in and they start shooting at jack and uh-huh. this is another example of him drinking that medicine because he outruns the bullets <laughs> like they're shooting like he kind of does like this arc and those he, guards can't hit anything oh though. yeah they're stormtroopers they're absolutely stormtroopers <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um they Jack jumps up in the truck, and this is like a Terminator 2 line where he's like, I forgot my keys. Well, don't you have some spare keys? And he's like, yeah, they're all there in my, which my visor. they under the seat. Or, or under the seat, yeah. But it is like, that was a weird beat to have. Like, it didn't lead to any problem. It was just, I guess, just for a joke. Kind of, it kind of worked. It I shows mean, his character. It shows Jack oh, Gracie's character. Yeah. 
I like though when he fires it up. Yeah. And it's like shaking. And is it Gracie that's like, what is that? Or something. And he's like, 6.9 on the Richter scale. <laughs> he's Was that a 69 so, joke? I don't think so. I don't, I don't <laughs> okay. It could have been. I don't, I, I, I don't know. But um, he's so self-confident. It's like um, Jack that he's like, all right, hang on. We're about to bust out of this. And yeah. he, he throws it like what he thinks is in forward. And you can see all the people like move forward to get braced for uh-huh. them getting out of there, getting out of there. And the truck backs out of the, out of the building. So uh-huh. he didn't even know how to drive his own truck. You think that I thought maybe he's the only one who knew what he was going to do. No, I think I he was know. totally like, I'm going to drive forward. Oh, you think he was? Yeah, okay. I'm going to drive forward <laughs> with my truck. Because he, I think he even says, I'm sorry. Like, as soon as they oh. back out, I think he's sorry about that. <sighs> I don't so know. Now they've... Now it's a good group, moment, though. Yeah, it was a good moment. I mean, it's just... It's moments like that. It's moments where he backs out by mistake. It's moments where Gracie asks him about his keys that kind of just keep that comedic tone mm-hmm. of the film. You could tell that's what uh, Carpenter was going for, obviously. Yeah. So now they've escaped. They're driving down the street, and you see, like, these uh, police officers and these fire trucks headed towards yeah, them. Yeah. And Jack kind of, like, skirts out of the way, like, and they don't, they're not being pursued, like, by the Which police that, officers. That makes sense to me. Yeah, why would the police officers, they just see this yeah. truck going down the street. And you get this sense that it's over with, you know, you, they've finally escaped. Right. Uh, I got a handful of things to mention about this particular moment. Oh, one that Wang and Miao Yin are just straight up making out. Oh yeah. In the truck. They're like sucking each other's faces. He hasn't seen her this Uh, whole film. I, 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 that's love, I guess. Also, Gracie was, seemed like very concerned about them running a red light. Like after all they've been through, she's like red light. And he slams on the brakes and stops. It's like, Hell with that. I am running every red light until we get back to the restaurant. Like, we're still on the same block as Lopan's yeah. headquarters. Screw a red light. So that just, you know, that was sort of strange to me. I get that. I get what you're saying. I think what she was thinking is that let's try to act as normal as possible. Okay. And not draw any attention to ourselves. I'd just be worried that, you know, whoever, Lightning or somebody would be coming oh, no, back no. after you. No, you're like, you're right. Like, if you're escaping from that, you're like, fuck the red lights. Like, we're, <laughs> we're blowing through everything. We're running all red lights. Yeah, we're yeah. running. And if we get pulled over, so be it. We tell them what just happened. Yeah, exactly. I No, I feel you. But I think that she was like, let's get back to normal, I guess. Uh-huh. Now, my last concern is where are the other Chang Sings? They left those guys behind, man. (laughs) I have a problem with that. (laughs) I didn't notice it until I was watching last night just to get ready for this. And I've seen that movie at least a dozen times. And they just straight, like, we were talking before on Predator about Leave No Man Behind. This was like... We left. We took our guys in on this suicide mission and just yeah. left them. So they're they're again. There would have been a f- a funny cut scene right <laughs> after she says like green light, you can go. Uh-huh. Uh huh. If you go back to the warehouse and you can see all the what, what are they called again? The, the good ch- guy. The good guy. The Chang Sing. The Chang Sing, and they're being like arrested, like they're all <laughs> in handcuffs. Or they could be at the red light waiting, and those guys come running by on foot <laughs> or something. I mean, just you could have had some fun with some that. Some but, but yeah, I felt bad. <laughs> I think they were left dead. <laughs> yeah, you don't really see them after. You don't see them after the temple, like the, ever. I, yeah, yeah. Like they're just like you're just like they. Hopefully they got out. On I their hope own. they survived because yeah. they were doing more good than Jack they was. They were definitely doing more. Than, except Jack killed Lopan. Like yeah, you can't, you can't take that. that away. 
So yeah, I don't I don't know what happened to the the rest of the. But gay guys. even when they're at the right after they're at the restaurant partying and the Chang Sings, that would have been the time to have them there too. And it's like, okay, they made it out. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to see that they all Everybody survived. But they're not there either. Yeah. And our guys are like popping bottles and cracking jokes. And I feel like they just lost a lot of friends. Yeah. So, yeah, I, after they escape, they all kind of end up at uh, Wang's restaurant. And they're yeah. all celebrating. They're having a good yeah. time. But Egg is kind of off to his own. He's. I swear to God. Egg was doing a bong hit. <laughs> he was sucking on some kind of pipe. Uh, well, yeah. Well, he, they do have to tobacco pipes. It, well, no, this was like a big pipe. <laughs> it was a big pipe. It was. Like I, big, I swear. I think he was doing bong rips. He might have been. He might have been. Um, he was meditating. I think. I think that he had been chasing. You know how like you have like this mission in your life and you finally accomplish it. So yeah. You take that moment to kind of reflect on everything that just happened. That that was his moment. Like he had. Yeah. Chasing Lopan for years. He finally defeated him. Mm-hmm. And now he's just like reflecting on his life and the, the adventure and how he got yeah. to this moment. Like that was kind of a somber moment for him. Maybe he was even thinking about the guys that they lost. Like could be. So maybe they lost some of the Chang Sing. So maybe he's reflecting on that. Like everybody else is celebrating. He's like, yeah, that's great and all, but we lost some good guys today. You know, that's true. Uh, so he's like, he's about to bounce. He's, he's about to leave. He's, yeah. He was like going to be the first guy to make his big exit. Yeah. And, uh, as he's leaving, he's confronted by Jack and Jack is like, Oh, you know, what are you going to do now? Wang is, uh, egg is like, Oh, I'm going to take this long deserved vacation. Right. I've been pursuing this for years and I'm going to take this vacation now. And Jack asks him if he's going to. Go visit the motherland. Is he going to go visit China? And Egg is like, nah, I don't think so. China's always kind of in the heart. You know, it's yeah. home is where the heart is type of deal. It is a nice moment. It is. It's uh, it is a nice moment. It uh, almost, we were talking before we started, like, so I feel like to me, Egg seems like he's on his way, like to the airport or wherever he would go to start his vacation which almost doesn't make sense with the very open of the movie when mm-hmm. Egg was meeting with the lawyer and he's talking about what had all just happened. Um, but we do know that scene was like something that the studio ordered to be shot and added on mm-hmm. later. So I feel like this, I feel like that scene was meant to be, you know, Egg riding off into the sunset and, and then they sort of wrecked it by having him. Oh, but by the way, you know, he was like, hanging out with the lawyer mm-hmm. a few days later or whatever it was. Well, it does have a very film noir type feeling to it. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's in black and white, but they definitely walk out until like it's all foggy. foggy. Yeah. Scene. So now we've, uh, so eggs left. So now the next person to leave is, um, is Jack. There was a quick moment where Eddie was talking to Margo. Yeah. And, She's like, well, why don't you come over to my apartment and I'll show you or something like Eddie was definitely going to smash. Oh, yeah. They were about to. They, they were about to I, I don't even know why they really needed that scene because they weren't even in the fight. So <laughs> they, they, they could have been doing that before. They were partying as hard as anybody. Yeah, they could have been doing all that in the meantime. <laughs> like, while well, these guys are all fighting, let's, let's do this. With Uncle uh, whoever watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have um, Jack is now leaving. Yeah, it's, it's a kind of a bittersweet moment. Well, Wang's got his money for him. 
His triple, triple, or, triple or not nothing. even double. Well, we don't. How much is that? Like, uh, we don't the exact amount because I think that he only owed him like a thousand dollars. It was going to be. It was going to be many thousands. I feel like you think I can't remember how much, but I think it was going to be a lot of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I think he but only not, owed him like a thousand it, something. So now I don't he, think more than ten. Not more than I would 10, say 000. maybe four. Yeah, yeah. So maybe not four. that much. Jack uh, was dressed. Did you notice Jack was like dressed like a cowboy? I didn't. It, well, like he had, he had the duster on and he had like saddlebags. On I his didn't shoulder, see that as like a. Du- I saw. I saw that more. Well, because he had on that like that poncho type thing. It which, to me, was like all the kids when in high school that were like hipsters or hippies. Uh huh. That would be what they would wear, like that kind of like burlap type material. I feel like he was made. I feel like this was like a tip of the cap to like the whole Western origins of the Possibly. script, Except especially put, the saddlebags. But then he put that trucker hat on. Yeah. So. Well, that would have been, I mean, it wouldn't have made sense if he put the cowboy hat on uh, at that moment. I think you could get away with wearing a cowboy hat. Really? But we had seen him in that trucker. I mean, that is his trucker cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. anyway. So as Jack is leaving, there's kind of a moment between uh, Gracie and Jack. Yeah. You could see that she's like into this, right? Like, she looked good, yeah, too. She, yeah, there was a beautiful shot of her. And Margo's like, aren't you even going to kiss her goodbye? Uh-huh. And he's like, nope. It was weird. She was like talking about... Well, I feel like he, he said something about, I got all this money now, I could settle down or something like that. And then she's like, or we could, I'll come on the road with you if you have a little apartment in the back of your yeah, big rig. Remember, she's a lawyer. I know. I thought it was so weird that she was like willing to give up everything. Being a lawyer. To too. live in a, a quote, cozy little apartment yeah. in the back of in his back truck. Of yeah. That sounds... Yeah, like a plus she had these big missions of like trying to free these like, you know, break up the human trafficking yeah, and all that. He did just save her life. Like that's let's just it's a it's odd that she's like she's been very independent up until now and now she's like I'll throw it all away to live in the back of your truck. She's never met a man like him before. <laughs> she's that's the first time she's met a, a Jack Burton. That is true. There are very few men like Jack Burton mm-hmm. out there. I like the way that they kind of left it ambiguous like that uh-huh. because it made it it made it seem like there was going to be a sequel to this film. I could see that, that they yeah. were leaving it open on purpose. So it is, I like the line when, like you said, something about Margot saying, aren't you going to kiss her yeah. or something like that? And he's like, no, uh, but he has some line about, well, you know, sooner or later I rub everybody the wrong way yeah, or something, which, uh, you know, sometimes that I, I could see that, like that feels like the story of my life. Sometimes sounds like something Han Solo would say. Yeah. yeah to Princess It's Leia. very much like a, it's like a cool, like a bad boy thing yeah. to say, I guess. But like, like, like I pursued you this whole film, but no, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to. I guess. Yeah. Well, now that I actually have you. Leave them wanting more. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I'm not going to pursue it any farther. I guess it's more of the chase than it is anything. Uh-huh. But um, that and I think that's when he and Wang share that moment you were talking about. Yeah. So as, as he's as Jack is walking out, Wang talks to him as, as he's going and it's like. Uh, you know, before we get that, when I love the fact that when um, Wayne gives Jack the money, he's like triple or nothing. Uh-huh. He's like, "You deserve it," and Jack's like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> <laughs> Which, if we think, I mean, he killed Lopan. Yeah, but other than that, he didn't do a whole lot to help. Except he was ride or die for Wayne when he didn't have to be. Honestly, the only thing I can think of is killing Lopan trumps everything. But not only killing Lopan trumps everything, but the fact that he was willing to go. Yeah. He was risking his life to, to help do a friend. all that for a friend is that says a lot. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. So as, as uh, Jack is about to leave, he asks Wang, he's like, 
we really shook the pillars of heaven, didn't we? Yeah. One of those great lines that Jack's always throwing out. I feel like that was a callback to some kind of line earlier in the movie somewhere. Not, the sure. Pillars of Heaven or I mean, something like that. I feel like, like there's a lot of great one-liners in this. Like over-the-top like uh-huh. one-liners that yeah. seem funny in this film and would have seemed out of place in, a, in another. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's so now Jack is left and he's like riding in his truck. I think he's on his CB again. He starts, you can see him like start the monologue well, again. For, he's straight up drinking and driving oh absolutely he had a bottle like a 40 it looked like in a in a paper bag yeah. that he was taking big sips out of dude if he you, was straight up drinking and driving just going through all the stuff that he had gone through <laughs> you'd be like that too it's just like this is our hero in our like last moments with him he's uh dr- like Not teaching us chugging malt lessons. liquor <laughs> and driving a big rig uh yeah yeah he anyway is. i just thought that was great i didn't really notice until towards the until one of these last couple viewings that he was straight up it wasn't a pepsi yeah no it was not a pepsi uh he starts he he starts back at his monologuing because you know when we first opened the film he's he's already monologuing uh-huh. so i love how they have that little beat it's like a bookend yeah yeah where he starts monologuing he's again. like on to the next adventure yeah presumably I, I think he actually mentions the three storms like i think he says something like it when the lightning's going and the ah. rain is, i think he mentions in the, the opening storms. or in, in the, the closing the, in the closing like ah. when he's monologuing at the very end i don't know exactly how he okay. says it but i think he mentions i think you're right lightning rain and thunder and i never that, noticed that yeah and nobody and like nobody else like who like everybody else on the other end of the cb like who the fuck is this what is this guy <laughs> talking about I, this is probably one of the earlier versions of a cutscene at the end of a movie although it wasn't actually at the end yep. of the credits yeah so um as jack is driving away uh-huh. in his truck and he's monologuing to everybody else they kind of do like the slow pan back to the back of his truck uh-huh. and you can see the hairy creature from earlier <laughs> yeah. in the film riding his truck which they had to have been thinking that they were going to make another film that and like man when i was little I thought that ending was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. It does. Well, on one hand, it's like a play of like just the B movie in general. Mm -hmm. Like you got to leave it open for a sequel. Yeah. But also, yeah, it's just a cool ending. Like just to think that there's going to be more adventures for Jack. I'm sure that it's happened before, but I don't remember a movie where they had like this kind of like, oh, no, you know what? It kind of reminds me of... um, what was that movie? Flash Gordon, where uh, at the very <laughs> end of Flash Gordon, okay. like uh, his ring disappears, and they they have like the it says the end, but then it has a question mark, oh. and then you can hear Ming laugh. <laughs> so it's this ambiguous ending to the film. Like, yeah. oh, are they gonna do another one of these? Which what's well, like at the end of uh, Carpenter's Halloween and. And Michael Myers had been shot, but then they look out there and his body's gone. Exactly, and yeah. it's like. It's an ambiguous ending. It leaves it open for a sequel, but it also is satisfying just by itself. Like even if no sequel ever comes, mm-hmm. yeah, it's still I mean, like just a cool ending. It makes us talk about it twenty something years later. Yeah, or right. Or exactly. Thirty something. So. Damn. So yeah. So now we're we're at the end credits, and I think they they play a song at the at the credits. What is it's it? It's a bad song, but it's, it's <laughs> I think it's uh, the song. The name of the song must be "Big Trouble in Little China" yeah, uh-huh. by John Carpenter's band. Um, <laughs> 
and they don't sound like a great band to me. I don't like the song personally. And John Carpenter writes some good music. Some of the themes for his other movies and stuff. But yeah, this was his his band, the Coupe de Villes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is like a 50s sort of like rockabilly type sounding name. Yeah. It sounds to me like John Carpenter had a lot of control over this film. Uh Uh-huh. And he had a lot of hobbies. too. Yeah. yeah, He's like, (laughs) you know, I think I'll just write the songs for it also. Like, there's a lot of... to. To direct it and write the songs for uh-huh. the film, it's kind of like Mel Brooks used to write a lot of songs for his. Film. Right, they're not necessarily like great songs, but they're decent. Like they can get the job done. Yeah, man, that's 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 the movie. That's the movie. That really is, and I I can't stress to you enough how much you need to watch this film. You got to. If you haven't seen it, it should be essential viewing. And when it came out, it was a flop. It was, yeah. I mean, it bombed. It was bad marketing. Mm -hmm. Like All the advertising, if you see old previews, is like selling Kurt Russell as this big action hero. And he's totally not in the movie. It's like a bait and switch. Yeah. And not only was it a flop, but it was the movie that kind of put... John Carpenter in a self self exile of like the Hollywood system because he has such a bad time with this movie. It's like, it's like they took a passion project and they tried to twist it around yeah. and add scenes and whatever. He had a lot of problems with the studio head and he I don't think he made another studio movie in the eighties after this. And we're talking about a man He was gone for almost ten years, I think, before he came back with the the Escape from LA. Yeah. We're talking about a man who before he made this movie, he had made Halloween. They had made Assault on Precinct 13, Halloween, The Fog, Escape from New York, The Thing, Christine, and Starman. I mean, these are all great Yeah, movies. he was on a roll. Yeah. And then he made this movie, and he had a blowout with the head of the department, the yeah. production company or something like that. Yeah. The people at Fox or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he was like, I'm not going to make another studio film like he's made other movies he made obviously. some other movies but he didn't it took him a long time to come back into this like the studio yeah, fold. yeah. i read a, a quote from a roger ebert review of the movie there was a harsh burn of he which said, one of this movie okay he said that the characters often seem to exist only to fill up the foreground <laughs> true. <laughs> that's cold though true but if you put a rose in front of you it's still beautiful right <laughs> like it doesn't matter if it's just there yeah that's just harsh but i Time has been kind to this movie. I feel like the audience found it later, like it as a lot of movies do in like VHS uh, home video land. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is a great movie. I missed it on, you know, when it was out. Well, I think that's also one of the things that sucks about being an adult is like we don't get that kind of childhood sensation we're watching a film. Uh huh. Like, makes you feel young. Yeah. We watched these films when we were younger and we didn't criticize them. We just, took it at face value mm-hmm. and now it's that we're older like i i wonder like all this hatred for these star wars movies that are coming out right now like what is like a 12 year old think like does a 12 year old i mean i kind of think they're good I, I think they're decent but yeah i could see kids having that love affair with like the harry potter franchise and exactly. stuff and, like they'll always have a soft spot yeah like we as adults criticize these movies but look at it from a kid's viewpoint and like yeah. how do they see the film like i saw this movie when i when it came out i was 15 years old uh-huh. or, or 13 something like that and um it was like yeah i was like this is an amazing film you know i mean it's still with me today I just don't want us as adults to get too jaded about films. Like, just enjoy films for what they are. Like, don't over-criticize them. 
Like, just enjoy it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy the ride. Yeah. Don't ask too many questions. That's yeah. the moral of this story, yeah. I you think. Yeah, can, you can criticize, but just also enjoy. Uh, we might take a short hiatus. We're not sure yet. But um, we will definitely be, be <clears throat> we will definitely be back. Like Arnold says. Like, we'll, <laughs> we'll like be Arnold back. Says, we'll be back. And we're not quite sure what, what we're going to do next, but we have an idea. We have a good idea. I think you're going to like it. So hang with us. Hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, Mike, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, as always. And uh, we'll be back. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.